Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Today, I've got a new mate in here with me. I'm really looking forward to this. So let's go in with Matt McGuinness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the energy we need, baby. <laughs> How are we doing, brother? I'm good, yeah. I think so. I'm, uh, it's weird, isn't it? It's, there's a lot going on all the time. and uh, But I do actually feel, uh, start the year, there, start to think, see things a bit clearer now. I don't know. You're in a clear space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't talk for anybody else. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's a good space to be in for self. Yeah. When you see the news and everything that is happening at the moment, where does that put your heart? Do you try and shut off from it? Do you try and look at it and see what is happening i'm just interested in your approach yeah no it. well you can't you, you, i don't know it, it it's weird it's one of those things that you can't shut off from it and you also uh you have to at points it's true uh, isn't it it's weird this morning i uh, i turned the radio off because i just thought i can't listen to it anymore and then i felt bad for turning the radio off like yeah me listening to it is anywhere near what other people are going through at the moment um but you have to give yourself no matter what position you have to give yourself a bit of space don't you yeah i felt that the other day at the gym uh, they've got a big tv up in there and having kids now has completely changed a mindset piece of mine and seeing mothers and fathers running off with their kids and that constant destruction and fear and t- it really hit me mm. um and exact same feeling i just walked out and I, re- I had a bit of shame there attached because I thought, oh my God, you're just turning your back to this yes. when they're actually living it. But I love what you're saying there with the nuance of, mm. but Mikey or but Matt, you need to give yourself a little bit of a break from it. You can't just force yourself all the time to be reading constant negativity and, and I th- worry. Do you know, fear. I think that's where people go wrong a bit with, with mental health sometimes because you uh, you, t- you compare yourself to so many other people in other situations, which which is okay sometimes, but you can't constantly do that, can you? You know, no. you can't lose one leg and I'm not allowed to be upset by it because someone else has lost both. Do you know what I mean? It, there's yeah. a comparison here, but also you have to you have to um, you have to look at yourself and your own personal circumstances as well as other people. So knowing your threshold, I, I like saying that your worst day is your worst day. Yeah. And that could be for somebody losing the leg and it could be for somebody else having a really bad hair day, not the makeup right or whatever it is, yeah. but still that's your threshold. That is your worst day. So don't need to compare and put your life into other people's hands. I, I did it a lot. Mm. I was going through depression and I had micro traumas in my life and I've wrote long timelines out of this has happened and this and this caused this. But then when I'd heard of other people's stories, I thought, well, mine's not that bad. So then I put an additional pain onto myself because I th- compared to other people and thought, well, you shouldn't be depressed then. It doesn't make sense for you to be depressed because they went through all this. So you're just being a wimp or and again that toxic masculinity of I just yeah. need to man up style thing and that put me into a, a much worse state I think I listened to Alan Watts and he's explaining you hate yourself for hating yourself for hating yourself and it's just this vicious cycle I suppose today um 
the reason we started talking more because you're like a mythical figure to me. Well, that's <laughs> I see, good. I see I you around. <laughs> I see you on uh, Facebook, and obviously I've attached you with uh, the furthest from the sea. Yeah. Um, music. I know you're very creative, and you're an awesome person in the community. I've heard a lot about you. It's very kind. It's all you've had. Wonderful words been said. I really do mean that. And I've always wanted to link up. But the reason we've started talking more was the mental health festival and yeah, yeah. and so on. So is mental health really close to your heart and really a part of you? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you know, it's, it's funny because I, uh, I look back now and it's probably affected me for, I don't know, 10, 12 years or something. Maybe more. I don't know. But mm. definitely 10 or 12 years. But it's only in the last year or two, maybe, that I've recognized that. Really? And, uh, yeah, and and uh, I'm I'm really glad that I've actually got to that point, you know, for whatever reason. Well, for lots of people, actually, lots of support and lots of. Uh, but I was telling you before that you know the that I I've always done music, and I, I hit the point when I, I decided to bog off to Edinburgh Fringe to do a show. Uh, rather than go and see any more professional help, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I I just didn't know what I was doing. I, mean, I had no idea. And you, I went with Sophie, who was saying, "I'm so yeah. glad she was there." And there's another a mate called Alex who was there. And I think without them, those two and a number of other people, mm. it would have been bad because I'd never been to Edinburgh before. Never mind anything. <laughs> you I never the festival. That's I'd the never busiest performed. time ever. <laughs> and I'd never performed before. And I remember getting there in the morning. It was absolutely packed. We left quite early. And, I'm, and by about lunchtime, I was thinking, this is all right, you know. And then I realised, I still had to perform this show at 10 o'clock at night in this dingy basement. Mm. Uh, and I didn't really know what I was doing. And then just before I was about to perform it, two people turned up that I hadn't seen for years. I was just freaked. Completely. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing with mental health. A lot of people, they've got a house that's falling down. Mm. And they don't want to go into the basement and see the dark stuff because that's scary and the foundations are so broke, they don't know what to do with them. So they just keep on painting the house and yeah. decorating it and trying to make it look nice. And for me, I had really bad mental health from a young boy going up and all the time, I did a lot of traveling. I did like a year in Oz, year in South Africa, but... I was still there, <laughs> so I tried to keep getting away from this problem and travelling around, but it would always come back to me at some point. And yes, for two, three, four weeks max, nice weather, new people, um, new environment, brilliant. Eventually, everything come back round. It was mm. I'd get with a girl, there'd be really weird friction, confusion, everything there again. So it is going into that basement and start approaching things. Yeah. So it's like you're on the run, isn't it? You know, yeah, you eventually yeah. get caught and from you have to yourself. Go again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure he can't person? catch me this time. <laughs> Keeps turning up in my life. <laughs> Keep looking in the mirror. It's back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that completely. I mean, I, I think I think definitely going to the fringe was was that, and uh, but it, but fortunately it, it started off the whole process of me actually facing up to it and sorting it out was that what you'd say a pivotal moment in the journey was then the fringe oh yeah i mean it was just i, I was in uh, i was in a, i said i was in this terrible venue it wasn't really a venue you know it was just they'd move out this the beer supplies for the for the week you know? <laughs> and um 
and I, uh, I, I there was a in the middle of the week. There's another really nice venue that someone had pulled out of, and they said, "Oh, do you want to do your show there?" And it was in the afternoon, rather than at night, and it was in, you know there's a stage and lights and all that sort of stuff. You know, mm. wow. Um, and there's about ten or fifteen people in the audience, which is a big audience for Edinburgh. It's normally quite small, you know. Yeah. And uh, this guy walked out at the end of about, about ten minutes before the end, and I was like, "Oh God," you know. But by the time I got back to the flat I was staying at, he'd emailed me to say he had to go back and get a train back to London. And then he did this whole list of what he thought of the show and what it meant to him. And and at that point, then I thought, do you know what I mean? When you feel like you're wow. trying to express yourself and someone can hear you, it makes a difference, doesn't it? You That's know? beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And it was great, actually. Uh, he was, uh, it was funny, he sent me another message because I was in the lakes afterwards and went with, with, a, with the family there. And he said, oh, I'm in the lakes as well with my mates. We're trying to have a chat. Do you fancy coming for a pint? And I nearly went, but I couldn't because I hadn't seen the family for, you know, 10 days. And, mm. uh, and I really missed them. And, and so I didn't go. But it was just really nice. The fact that I think that's a, you must have it all the time. When you talk to people about mental health, they more, almost instantly become your best mate or your mate. Because yeah. you're opening up in a way that you probably only did before to your mates. And so they have this empathy instantly. And you have this great connection. Uh, and mm. that's happened loads, actually. So it's a real genuine connection, isn't yeah. it? And I suppose it's because we've felt the polarity of how great life can feel, but how painful and dark and awful life can be. Yeah. And when you connect on that, it's this instant compassion, instant love and instant, come here, mate, I, I get it too, yeah. I'm with you on that. It, and funny, he left 10 minutes early. Yeah. How important is that of a... Um, an idea for people don't think about what people are thinking don't think of their story because mm. for me if that would have happened i would have walked off and really beat myself up mm. not knowing anything about why he left and it would have all been me he thought this he thought that da -da. Yeah. and you, you really don't know what other people are going through and what their experience is so that's a beautiful message straight yeah. away of, it is yeah i mean to be honest that's exactly how i felt afterwards <laughs> I thought, yeah. not only have i come here and it's a stupid idea it's rubbish as well <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. back to the alan watts thing you yeah. beat yourself up but beating yourself up it's a vicious cycle yeah but it was great and you know i was really grateful because that really helped and uh it, it it's right it, it does give you a perspective on what you're doing and and mm. and and also other people you know let's not make those judgments on other people about why they're doing stuff um but yeah it was good it was good and but i i find that you know you know i have that all the time if i mention suicide or something or or people instantly like you know shut off or, mm. or, or they instantly open up to you mm. um and I, I like that I, you know i think i've had that quite a few times with the show where if you if i talk about it afterwards someone will come up and i feel like they can just talk to you because you've said it first so it's all right isn't it Do you mm. know? Does it have a lot of that in your show then? It is all about mental health, isn't it? It's all about mental health, depression and suicide. How oh, cool is mate, that, eh? I can't wait. Entertainment. When, when, when you're next on. <laughs> <laughs> I do this is bit it, in the show going, it, yeah, good choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's how great. Do you bring, how do you bring light to it then? Do you, do you infuse humour within oh, it? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's beautiful. So I had a load of jokes about suicide and, and I wasn't too sure whether I should use them or not. And I hadn't used them at that point. And then I met a suicide bereavement officer, which is great. And I said, oh, while you're here, can I just do 10 minutes? And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he said, no, it's all right. You're not, you're, you're empathizing and you're going through your, it was, you know, it's about you, isn't it? It's not, you're yes. not trying to say this, that or the other. You're trying to say, this is what happened to me or this. And so it was all right. So now I put it in. 
it's where the best experiences, um, lessons come from is experiences yeah. rather than my opinion is because yeah. a lot of people, it comes from a good place, but they want to fix people. So they go out there going, oh, if you do this or you do that, this will happen to you. Yeah. And actually, it's much better approach to first of all, listen, hear where they're at. And then you can say, can I give you some advice? But then it's back to, well, in my experience, and this may not work for you, but I'm just going to tell you how I felt. Mm. And it's not taking it away from them then and or telling them what to do. It's just going, here's another soul that can be empathic. Here's a bit of advice just through me. Yeah, That's yeah, where I've learned the best. And I, I never, I, I hope, I, I try not to ever say anyone should do anything. Yeah. Uh, I just say what I've done, and 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 then it shows as well. We have the Samaritans at every show, and they're ace. They're really supportive, so wow. there's somewhere to you know pass people over to, and we try to get some men's uh, mental health groups along as well. Awesome. So there's different options, but I never ever try and say, I've I've done this. I think this you should do that. Cause mm, that's God, it's not a good equation. Not, yeah. Very clumsy and clumsy. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I said to the something the other day. I'm not even trained professionally in music, so oh. I can talk about anything else. Uh, is uh, could I go a bit into the origin then of yeah. Matt? Because were you quite a happy-go-lucky kid? Did you have a nice childhood? Yeah, I mean, I... I um, uh, parents are great. Um, my, my dad was actually... He was my, not my biological father, but he was my dad from sort of age three or something. And he was phenomenal, you know, great bloke. Um and so there's none of that really. I mean, I'm just uh, a bit like my one of my sons, and I can see it in him now. You know, completely all over the place, but in but in in a good way, but a annoying as hell way. You know, <laughs> just like shut up. You know, and uh, uh, I said to my wife, I wish my parents were alive so I could apologise to them. You know, what I mean, <laughs> it's that sort of thing. But he's lovely, and I hope I was. You know, who knows? But yeah, I I, I didn't have a bad childhood. I didn't. I think I thought I always thought probably up to 15 years though, that you can do absolutely anything and you don't have to think about it. Just get on with it and mm. do it. And, you know, that's quite chaotic, isn't it? You know, there's nothing wrong with it. You can do everything. But planning first might be a good move. I'm going to say, because that chaos and sporadic mind mm. has made you achieve and do lots of different things with your life. Yeah, it has, yeah. So is there implications to that then? Everything's got a byproduct. You get a lot done, but... That having that busy mind is it very hard to switch it off eventually? Yeah, and it's bad for other people, isn't it? Sometimes you know because I'll have four or five conversations with my wife, and she has to pick up on which one I'm talking about, you know. Or, yeah. Or I'll start. I'll pick up on a conversation that I was having the day before, or an hour before, or last <laughs> week, or October, or something. And I think that's, we're the same that's person. Work. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's bad, isn't it? I mean, it's good and bad, and 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 I think having kids has helped me see that, you know, uh, yes. in a way that I couldn't have before. Um, but it, it's, you know, it means that you can achieve lots of things that you couldn't otherwise, but also it leaves you open to, you know, risk and bankruptcy and mm. and failure and stuff. But And then you just have to pick yourself up and do it again, you know. So how have you learned to channel that then? If you are aware because of the kids and maturing in life now yeah. of these implications, how do you deal with that, cope with that and work with that now? Uh, I try to involve more people. That's for sure. And that's I try awesome. to, yeah, and try to talk it through. And I've got lots of friends who, who help, and I've got people who work with me on different projects. And they're not the same type of person as I am, so that they, you know, and they sort of quite forthright in 
saying what the score is, yeah. which is great and what you need. Um, but you just have to uh, be a bit more measured, don't you? I mean, I'm going back to Edinburgh this year, but it's completely different than the time I went before, you know. Really? Yeah, you know, like I've written the script and yep. stuff like that and rehearsed it. <laughs> sort of things. You had nothing before. When well, you did, I had a sort of script, an idea. Yeah, well, yeah, you had notes written out, and, and every morning I was back in a coffee shop, going, "Well, I'll rewrite that. I'll rewrite that." But I just, I'd never really done it before. You know, I tried it out a little bit beforehand, but it was rubbish. You know? That that mind that you're talking about, the very sporadic, mm. messy mind. How did it operate in school? Was education okay for you? Uh, no, I left school with one O level. What in? A geography. <laughs> <laughs> my man. <laughs> do, do, do know my, my parents were so proud when the phone went told them. They were made, <laughs> went. You did it, geography. Yeah, yeah they weren't. Uh, do you know that, that was one funny day? Looking Because I walked up and uh, my geography teacher was walking out and he went, oh, congratulations. And I thought, yeah, one in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Pro- prove them right that said I get none. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and I just, uh, and then, you know, I went to a college in Bootle in Liverpool and, and did some other courses and stuff and eventually went to, you know, university in Derby, that's why I ended up here. And so I, I, I uh, you know, you can look at it on one thing, one thing I failed in terms of stuff, but also I'm where I am and, and who knows what I uh what would have happened if I'd done other things? I always had this thing early on about moving to London and doing music. And so part of me sometimes thinks, oh, you know, I could have focused on it. I could have done something with music. But then, you know, God, I've got a normal family. I've got so many mates. I've got, I live in a community that's wonderful. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm able to do stuff in the city and further afield that I otherwise couldn't have. It's not mm. gone that wrong, is it? You know. And- in school, I know we measure kids on grades, yeah. O-levels, A-levels, GCSEs, whatever it is. Did you, what about the emotional intelligence? Were there teachers or figures in your life, mentors that taught you a bit more than what school sometimes teaches? So I went to a Catholic school. Oh, here in, we go, okay. Uh, <laughs> as, in, yeah, as in run by Christian brothers, blokes right. in long black skirts, basically. Lovely. Walking around strapping you. Oh, God. Honestly. Literally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to strap people all the time. So um, why didn't that put you straight? Sort of yeah, you... well, do you know, I, I went in an atheist and I came out an even stronger atheist. Yeah. <laughs> so I spent I spent most of my time arguing with them about God or the lack of it, you know. I bet they hated you. Didn't yeah, they, they were good. Yeah. Do you know, I was, we had it with, I remember one lesson where they brought in some uh, nuns to teach us about sex education. <laughs> and they were talking about uh, the rhythm method. You know what that is? It's basically the, the, abstinence. The, the what method? Rhythm method. So, so abstinence, abstinence okay. to points where you know you, you limit the chance of whether you could produce a child. And so they were talking about it. And, and, and at the end of it, I put my hand up and went, can we just go through this again? Because I'm not quite understanding what the hell you're talking about. You know, and it, that sort of thing like that all the time kicked off, you know. Oh, mate. And but, did that have any implications on you, though? Uh, it made me, made me uh, a bit more... Well, it certainly made me firm in the knowledge of the uh, of my atheism really yeah and and just and and the fact that i also thought do you know what religion hasn't got a, a monopoly on compassion or empathy i mean we, we went away one weekend uh like this sort of retreat thing 
And there's, there's a couple of us who, who are in the same sort of feeling about stuff, you know, we were mates at school and then there was everyone else sort of thing. And when we were on this retreat and we had a night out, night off, all this lot went into a pub in the village. We were only like 16 or something. And me and two of the others who were mates, we went out to this other place and just sat and had a drink and chatted the evening. Mm. And when we got back, the other lot had had a fight with loads of people. And when we got back to school, the headmaster, I always remember, the headmaster came up and he uh, he said, uh, I heard what happened. I bet it was you two. Because we were like slight. you weren't allowed to dress differently, but you know, our hair was different. And yeah. It's that sort of stuff. And the trousers were tight. Found and all some that. way of getting individuality yeah, yeah. in time. And, uh, <laughs> and he said, yeah, it was a bit, I bet it was you two. And he talked to this guy who was a friend of mine called Gordon. And he said, I bet, I bet it was you two that kicked it all off sort of thing. The, you know, with the way you look and stuff. And so Gordon looked at him and said, uh, didn't Jesus say that it was more about what you were inside rather than what you were outside? And he just picked up a strap and hit him with it. And no did way. It. Yeah. And so it's at that point, well, not at that point, loads of times, you just think. But that's an if, element If there of... is a God, he's nowhere near. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've not quite read this book properly, mate. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of nice messages and metaphors in this. He, he was really into Old Testament God. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just, and so that, you know, I did get an education, but not the one they expected. Yeah, that's a good way of going about it, though. Yeah. It's finding out what you definitely don't want yeah. leads you to the road of what you do want yeah. eventually. So that's an exercise I sometimes do is write down 100% if I'm doing an event or whatever it is, what don't I want about this? Mm. I don't want to be all out of pocket. I don't want to be running around like a headless chicken. I don't want to and eventually go, okay, that means I need more people. That means I need funding. That need, And it yeah. just helps to find through that way, doesn't it? Were your were your family religious? Um, sort of. I mean, they were mm. trying. I mean, it was funny. My dad was was sort of the Catholic in the family, and that's a that's a show in itself, isn't it? Um, and but towards the end of his life, he was becoming less religious. You know, putting it in a more community chilled out way. Mm. Um, uh, so not massively. It's just five years of Christian brothers can push you towards stuff going on yeah um but i don't know i mean uh, it was just crazy you know those i'm glad things have moved on from that you know that's uh no way to behave is it a hundred percent i think <laughs> I now god if you know if any school now did that to my kids yeah i yeah. school schools are definite again before when i talk about schools because i had such a bad experience it's all of this really negative light and I just thought, really outdated, I hate school, hate school, hate school. And then suddenly I keep going into them because of people like Martin Illingworth mm. taking me in and other people. And actually, they're wonderful people in so many schools that yeah. are really passionate. And not to say there's a lot of bureaucracy in schools where they have to tick boxes. And I feel very sorry for them because that can put them off yeah. eventually. And it condenses it down what they can actually do. But I've seen wonderful teachers work yeah. outside the boxes and still get the boxes ticked, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. So I think... Oh, we do stuff referred from the sea with schools, and they're great. You know? Really? Yeah, they're you know, just really, real fun places. You know? Are you okay? Can we talk a bit about furthest from the sea? Talk about whatever you want. Well, good. Well, let's do it, baby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> furthest from the sea. How long has that been operating? Um, about nine years, maybe. Congratulations. Maybe. That's like good that. going. Yeah. Did you set it up from the start? Was it a CIC or a... No, so we set it up as a 
or it's just me on my own at the beginning and then and then we could have other people involved and it was based around music and uh we were we were I was basically putting on some gigs at the book cafe in town and then we were, I wanted to promote that a bit more and music, promote music more and so someone from the council said oh why don't you do it on the marketplace and so so we set a date and that was fine and then um and then I got pulled into a meeting when the council said, oh, there's somebody else who wants to use a marketplace on the same day. So can we just work out uh, which bit you want? And I didn't want anyone getting in the way of the music. I wanted people to focus on that. Yeah. So I said, oh, I thought when I booked it, I thought I booked it, not part of it, the whole thing. And so I had to sort of, well, lie is the truthful way of saying it. And say, <laughs> yeah. that, oh no, it's going to be massive. It's going to be all over it. It's like... And they said, oh, right, okay, I didn't realise, so we'll, we'll put you on a different, the other one's on a different day. And so then I walked away from that thinking, crap, now it's got to be... And so that's where it started, to, to be honest. And then connections with other people. And, and then realising how many people in the county, in the city, operate on their own, don't they? You know, Whether they be a comedian or a musician or a dancer. or um, There isn't... There wasn't... Uh, didn't seem like there was a... a a way to help people to become the next thing or, or to, you know, to, to get away from just performing in front of their parents. Or something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, and so that's where it sprung from, the idea of trying to um, give people an opportunity some ways. And sometimes we've done well with that and sometimes we've failed, but, you know. Us, yeah, I've, the yeah. beauty of business though, isn't it? It yeah. can't all be sunshine and rainbows or yeah. the trajectory would just look like a straight line. Yeah needs to look more like a graph where it's like up and down and here and there and that's what makes it quite beautiful for me anyway yeah. with the business it's a binging it might be my phone oh, it? turn it off there we go I'm you're too popular too popular <laughs> i'll take that <laughs> yeah just you know but i think things have changed i mean when we i always remember when the first few years of further from the sea arguing with people locally about grassroots and artists and stuff because everyone always like the sort of high fluty ballet dancers from you know Czechoslovakia or somewhere like and like what about the ones from you know Ilkeston what you know do you yeah, know what I mean yeah, yeah. What about something locally there's nothing wrong with people from further afield but you know let's look at what we've got locally as well and put the two together and so I was all of that but I think now it seems to be an open conversation where it wasn't before mm. so you you started it up over this lie yeah, yeah. <laughs> and exaggeration then, I think yeah, yeah exactly that's a much better way of putting yeah. it and then, when did you start bringing more people into it? When did it Pretty start? Pretty much straight then. And really? Yeah. And uh, How and did you build a board and a team? So, lots of people got involved voluntarily, um, uh, on a volunteer base. That sounds like I forced people, but no, on, as volunteers. And then, my, my memory's terrible, by the way, so I've probably missed out loads of people who, who've done loads. So, thanks very much before we go any further. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, a couple of years later, Dan Weber got involved. Yeah, lovely fella. Phenomenal bloke. He is. Um, and we got other people involved and built it up. And then now, we, we, we formed a CIC about, I don't know, four years ago, maybe, five years ago. Still furthest from the CCIC. Yeah, furthest from the CCIC. Oh. Oh, I always wish we called it Feathers from the CIC. But yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> but then that sounds bad, doesn't it? You know. No, no, that sounds yeah. perfect. If I it's Feathers it. from the Community Interest Company, that means it's completely out there for okay, just making okay. money. Okay, okay, yeah, anyway. it's, we're the furthest from it. Yeah. I took it not as literal. You're more positive than me. <laughs> I was just going with the poetic yeah. feel. <laughs> but it's good, and and we got a board involved, and then we we've we've last year was our 
I don't know, fourth or fifth year to get funding from the Arts Council. We've had some congratulations, people. Man. Yeah, it's good, and and they've uh, they've more come round to. They used to be more about big organisations and and you know, well known ones, but now they seem to be have changed uh, what they're doing to fund mm. more grassroots, more locality, more community. That's exciting uh, stuff. Which is ace, actually. Seeing yeah. things blossom. Yeah. Have you got any moments where you felt really proud in what you created? Any gigs in particular, anecdotal stories of people performing? You thought, this is the vision we had. This is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of lots of um, lots of people have I've seen develop over the years and stuff. You know, just in a small part of us, they you know mostly done it themselves or you know through other other adventures. Do you know the one I tell quite often sometimes is, is a guy called Josh, who's a really good friend of mine. And he, uh, his mum, I think, was doing a market stall and, at one of our events. And uh, she pushed him. He said, oh, my son's looking for a, a placement out of university for a year. And so he came to see us. And it was chaos at the t- time because we didn't have much money. So, you know. If you're you, you have to do everything, book stuff, you have to, you know, exactly the same thing, set up the stage, break it down, pick the letter up, everything. And so I said to him, you can do a year with us if you want, but it won't just be like a tech PA thing. You'll have to do everything. And so uh, he, he was up for it. And uh, I said to him, the only goal I've got for you is by the end of the year, I want you to perform something. That's it. You know, nothing. Else. So uh, anyway, it went on and he was great and he really helped develop stuff and he got stuck into everything and his last show was on the marketplace we did by the waterfall there you know the, yeah yeah and um i said go on then this is the moment get up there and do it and i'm standing next to his mother and grandmother and he got up and he started performing and he won't mind me saying this and he was rubbish <laughs> but you know what <laughs> but you know what but you know what he he started, he broke down halfway through it, got, not knowing what he was doing, started laughing. Really? Yeah. And, you know, that was the whole point. He had, he yeah. had, he had the the uh, the way with all within him, not to be phased by it. He was completely confident. He just thought it was funny. And the year before, he wouldn't have done that. And so that, and that, and that, made, me, that made me well happy. That, yeah. Where's that in the curriculum <laughs> of that, yeah. that sort of confidence in yeah. people? So important. And just building up opportunities it doesn't mean you've got to be good or if you're bad or whatever yeah, it's yeah. just putting you in a moment because that in life to be able to be in front of people hold yourself proudly yeah. in who you are that's all you need to do you're enough mm. and then just make the most of it yeah. and laugh at yourself oh it's absolutely stunning that's yeah. that's a really but he's great thing. and he's a really good friend he's a wonderful human being and uh, he's doing loads with his life you know and he's what's, what's he up to from that um so he um he was doing photography and then he uh started doing working for um the uh, emergency services so he's on the phone lines doing that mm. and then he's become a special constable and uh i think he's in the progress of moving on from that but i can't go into it yeah that's fine Have a... but yeah but he's doing really well what a cool yeah. guy yeah he is he's <laughs> wonderful and do you know what he's a phenomenal photographer as well mm. And just, we've done a good story there. Any moments where you thought, uh-oh, <laughs> what have I put together here? Um, no, not really. I mean, I get annoyed with um, people uh, in the city, you know, whether that be in council or with organisations. Uh, and sometimes, I guess, I haven't really taken 
their view on what they're going through and what they're, what they're having to deal with. But uh, I, it just, that, that annoys me sometimes. Mm. And I just think you could easily do this, that, the other to make yeah. things better. And you don't. Yeah. I hate that. I mean, I, I think like that is choice. bad. I love, do you know, I absolutely love politics because I know some people say they don't like it, but it's in everything and it's part of everything. But I, I just wish more people involved in politics would realise why they got involved in politics in the first place. Mm. And hopefully that was to make things better, not to stay in politics. Do you know what I mean? If that's the thing. I, can, I did it with poetry and music. I just started writing from a place of desperation mm. and it was the most cathartic feeling that's ever happened to me. Mm. And then suddenly you start putting it online and... A part of me, as a young kid, it needed validation. I needed to go on a path of validation. So going on stages and performing was a necessary part of my journey, yeah. but it did eventually, it felt a bit ugly, and I was doing it for the wrong reason yeah. at points, and it, it felt very strongly in me. It didn't feel authentic anymore. Yeah. I took a year out or a bit of time off, and now I'm writing every day again on a treadmill, in my heart, I absolutely love it. I really love writing, mm. and it's for myself, or I can be creative and think, ah, oh, this feels like it's a film, or this feels like it's ready for a beat, or whatever. Mm. But it's all the way back round to when I first began, when I needed it, mm. and it's just that mind clearance. And same with any endeavor you're on in life. Mm. If you can, if you're feeling stagnant, or you become a part of the mechanics, and it's all become sloppy and not feeling right mm. just have a moment out and take it back to the first time you began what yeah. was it in that moment it was providing for you and completely same with politics yeah, yeah. Uh, do you really get stuck into politics then because that is one thing i know about you very community spirited human you're mm. involved is what i've experienced mm. you seem to know what's going off <laughs> uh yeah i try to i mean you know uh, I'm involved. I'm, I'm paid up member of the Green Party, so uh, I should, should put that out there. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just, uh, I get. I think the biggest problem I have is I get a bit short tempered and a bit, bit quick with people when I see something that's obvious that could be fixed. Mm. You know, like I mean, when I came to Derby, I loved Derby as soon as I got here because I thought coming from Liverpool, which was vast. I thought Derby's that sort of size. You can get round it in the evening. It's got a feel to it. Do you know what I mean? And it fit, there's a community here. Mm. And it's just big enough to be a city. But it's small enough to still have some kind of connection where you can walk around and say hi to five people mm. as you walk through it. And I don't know. The thing that bugs the life out of me, why that isn't the positive that we talk about. It's always comparing it to Nottingham or Leicester or Birmingham or Loughborough or somewhere. Do you know, I wish instead of becoming a city, we should go back to being a village. That'd be cool as anything, wouldn't it? Derby Do you mean village. the biggest village yes. in the country? And it's it's lush and it's clean and it's wonderful and it supports its residents. How yeah. ace would that be? That'd yeah. be phenomenal, wouldn't it? Because I suppose when it's a city and it's a fairly small city, when you're comparing it to, yeah. it's always chasing its tail then because it's constantly trying to build and build and build and back to mental health we yeah. know if you're just looking in the future yeah. all the time for better 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 you're not going to concentrate on making the now a good place to be yeah, yeah. and i feel that can be the case a lot of the time it's 
yeah, trying to prove itself, I suppose. They should put a massive bandstand on the marketplace. That'd be phenomenal, wouldn't it? Now it's all talking. set up and then loads of events going on. Uh, It'd be d- cool. Do you get to put these ideas forward? Do you work with <laughs> all people? The time, do you? Yeah. <laughs> and they normally say, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they, are, are you? Do you feel not listened to a lot of the time? Is that. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they don't want me to swear out. And they say, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, we should talk about that more, shouldn't we? Later. And later I bet is always that's later. annoying, isn't it? It is, yeah. You know, they've obviously got their own issues dealing with, but I think there are things that... Do you know, there, there's loads of people in the city that could really make a difference to the city. Um, and I wish they were more involved in, in stuff. And, mm. and and it's sort of, with the city culture thing, it's been spoken about around the edges. But actually, the city culture is a great idea, isn't it? You know, there's that that's something that could do really well for Derby. But, you know, it's also... If we use it right, if we galvanise all those individuals and organisations in the city, not just the ones that are known, but, you know, all those people that you know and I know and operate on their own devices. Mm. You know, the fact they've been able to survive on their own, doing their own thing, Mm. shows they've got something about them that's worth something. And if you could pull all those people together, that would be a real city culture. You know, not one that you just have loads of money and pull stuff in, but one that comes from the centre and goes outwards. That would be phenomenal. Completely. Have you you changed your approach then to if you feel you're just talking to a brick wall a lot of the time? Have you thought of different innovative ways of how to bring that together? Well, I mean, it, I, there are there are people who listen um, in in the city, not enough, but we we like we have a festival each year, so we're just trying to build that up more and more. Um, we're going, not that anyone knows this public i'm probably not supposed to say it but we're, we're thinking about going for national portfolio status you know for, for further from the sea so we have funding that's ongoing Brilliant. and i think that would help a lot um and we're trying to do i think the one thing that we're trying to do is to do more stuff outside of the county mm. so and and some people don't really get that but actually you know if we if we had 20 artists that we supported to perform around the country mm. they'd still have dobby's the home and they would make the city more because of that wouldn't they do you know completely, what I mean completely yeah yeah look when inwards never really hurts it helps mm. anyone a lot of the time so I think the thing that we're trying to do is to do our own thing and support people to do more with themselves and then hopefully that has its own impact on the city itself mm. mate I, lo- I love everything you're about I really do it, I, it's very authentic and mm. I can feel it with uh, can we go to your music a bit yeah, yeah as well yeah, absolutely what what's the story there um so i've been kicking around with it in different guises for years and then uh i think through the whole mental health thing it, it gave me an opportunity to look at what i was doing and and why i was doing it and actually look looked at you know you know you write stuff sometimes don't you and don't actually look at the lyrics like the, the some of them are about you you wrote them <laughs> you know what i mean i know exactly uh, what you're saying there. that's yeah and so when i did that and yeah. and then uh, i applied for some support and so i was able to get some uh, help in terms of having more time to record it and so we're releasing an album in february next year but, but we've had time to record it with people to help us record it and you just you think ah oh, that's why those people who make it They've got loads of money. It helps, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having a, having a producer in or having time to actually redo tracks mm, makes a funded. difference. So I'm really looking forward to it when it comes out. You know, I don't know how it'll go down. We still might. I still might have 27 boxes in my loft or something. But actually, I'll be. I'm really proud of it. You know, it's really. I think that's 
what it comes down to, isn't it? Yeah. If you can look back and go, that was a fantastic experience. I gained so much out of it, and look at the end product. Yeah. That's enough now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think so. And and I'm fortunate to be in, have uh, four musicians who play in the band with me. And uh, you know, you have that feel where you've got a band, and, and I would happily have us play on anything, doing anything, and and be fairly confident, confident with it. That's quite a good place. Mm. For for the the listeners, what sort of music? Uh, it's uh, there's a bit of um, rock and roll in there. It's a bit poppy, and there's a bit of. Uh, if I say there's a bit of gospel in there, people th- have this uh, thing of what it is, and it's not like that. <laughs> but I love gospel music. I don't like I the do. content. Yeah. But I like the the melodies and the passion and you mm-hmm. know the drive of it, and so I listen to it quite a bit now. And so there's a lot of that's come through. I guess generally people might not hear it, but to me I can. And, mm. and it's sort of there's a cross between 50s rock and roll, a bit of gospel and pop, I think. Yeah, that's a nice mixture there yeah. together, mate. It's eclectic. Well, I typed in my favourite band the other day, uh, Fat Freddy's Drop. Okay. And they've got 19 different genres attached to them. Wow. Well, okay, that's that's the sort that's of good, mu- isn't it? makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> with the, the recording, where did you get it all done? Uh, we did it with a guy called Dave Sturt, you know him? think i do yeah, yeah. so he's from belper yeah well he yeah. was um and so he pretty much did it on his laptop literally yeah logic uh, i don't know oh, yeah <laughs> so, that's beyond me but, yeah. it was a microphone plugged in perfect so we did it in kitchens and uh and it was over covid and a bit of lockdown as well so awesome. that's how we had to do it really we were planning on you know um recording it live and then trying it again and stuff um, but we couldn't because of COVID. So, uh, yeah, it was great. And, and music's been quite a consistent theme through your life. Have that always been there with you through being a kid, school? Yeah, um, but, but I, I mean, it's one of the things that I uh, look back on because I gave it up um, in my mid-twenties for about eight or nine years. Didn't touch it Anything happened? My mum died. Oh. But do you know what? I never connected the two at the time. <laughs> Get you, yeah. you would do, wouldn't you? Yeah, you, you should can... do. If, so it just shows what kind of brain my brain was at. But it was only in the last five years I thought, yeah, maybe that was the reason. <laughs> well, when did it come? Is it a bit of an epiphany moment of, hang on. Yeah. Not, oh, okay, I see. I, I think <laughs> when I was rewriting the, the show and trying to do stuff, and uh, it's, it's, early, it's later than that, actually, maybe in the last three years, I was thinking through stuff and... And I started going to some therapy and talking stuff through. Uh, I was thinking, yeah, that's, you know, bleeding. But do you know what I mean? That's the thing about mental health, isn't it? If I say that now, everyone will laugh going, what an idiot. That's obvious. Mm. But do you know what? You're in a place where the obvious isn't obvious. It's, it's too cloudy. It's miles away. Yeah. Mm. And uh, what's your writing process then? Is it very inside reflection? Um. Yeah, sometimes uh, it just comes out, you know, uh, quite a lot of the time it's the melody and the lyrics and the structure comes out pretty together sort of thing. Mm. But a lot of it's driven by uh, a bit of passion and uh, things that annoy me yeah, know, yeah. comes out. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, and just, just phrases actually, you know, if, if you hear other artists or mm. not just music, but in, in terms of um uh, films or friends and, and say something mm. to me that's i don't know about you that oh triggers that, that's something. a big one for me yeah, yeah. I, I had a friend who used to come around all the time and 
do you must have a friend that you love mm. but they annoy you yeah i've got loads yeah. <laughs> all of you <laughs> this lovely person she just always had the same problem it's always about the same guy yeah. and it always dealt in the same way and she come over I think I approached it a couple of times, but I didn't know how to set boundaries with people very well. So I just let them talk at me okay. and go, 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 go. And I'd have nothing out of that night, really, in the end. I was just sat there and I'm going, you're in my space, can't watch anything. And I've just yeah. got to listen. And I love listening, but sometimes you need to know when to detach from that. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be every other day she'd come around, tell me about it. But one line she said, uh, I've looked in every book in every library shelf. And she said it that fast. It's like, what? That's weird. Say that again. I look in every book in every library. And I'm like, I need to write that down. And then she left. And I thought, what piece of advice would I want to give her now? And instead of trying to fix her like I would do before and tell her, you need to do this, try this, do that. It was like, you've got this. You'll be all right. You've got this. You're going to be fine. It's all down to you, you need to be strong, you've got this. And that was it, I thought, I called it or titled it, You've Got This, and started off with, I look in every book in every library shelf, and that was just so musical. Yeah, yeah. And the song wrote itself really quickly, but it was just from that one phrase. Yeah. Have you got any little moments like that, where out and about, listening to an artist and gone, whew. Yeah, well, I had, um, it, it happens different different ways and sometimes when I mean, there's a, the song we are what we overcome which is the whole title of everything <laughs> everything that i'm doing with that um joe's the percussionist in the band she, we were talking about different rhythms and there was a rhythm called um oh my god i'm not really remember this now <laughs> but um and and i had it it was, it was something like a, about beans on toast or something do you know what i mean it's yeah, a way yeah, of remembering yeah. it and uh, and so I was camping and we were with the family and uh, I had this thing in my head about that. And then there's this American thing on YouTube, uh, a guy who, who was going about this thing and he's saying something about beans on toast, whatever the rhythm was. And so I remember sitting there in the car, writing this song, listening to this guy in my ear going, beans on toast. <laughs> but it worked. That's yeah. awesome. Although I can't remember what it is now. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> Um, it'll, it'll always happen when you're being filmed the best bits and it'll come back to me yeah. <laughs> it's like the girl from Eponema rhythm that one I like that, that. <laughs> don't like that it's something like that yeah. <laughs> but yeah it, it was great and you know and that for that I had this annoying voice in my head of uh, that repetitive but it, but it was great and it really sparked something oh mate I, I've not got much knowledge on music and I think that is now I've been working on myself and I've been enjoying a business the musical side of me I, I love poetry and the rhythm of that mm. but never went for an instrument and it's just something that's speaking to me all the time at the minute I went, what's the musical shop in Derby Folds Folds yeah, yeah. went in there and I'm left handed um, and when I did my mum and dad would sit with me what do you want drums but then really what i wanted was them to just be with me so i'd do anything yeah but my mum was very busy working farm bop 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 so they get me them but they just leave me with them and I'm like, i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> just learn them and they would sometimes get me a teacher or whatever yeah but i think i just wanted to connect with them so i was put off instruments and one time i was like oh guitar 
and they got me this really big oversized guitar for me as a kid and it had a horrible um, action from the fretboard. It's a, my mum did the same, a Spanish guitar. Like, it's got a really wide neck. And yeah, you can't yeah, play it properly. can't play it. And the, no. But it was steel string as well. So yeah. they were far away. It cut my fingers to bits. And I just didn't fancy it. Yeah. And I had no guidance there. But then recently, me and Chrissy just went out to Derby for a, a threads and went to a few places. Um, and I just nipped in there out of interest and I sat down with this sort of three-quarter size, yeah. left-handed, Tanglewood, and it felt perfect. Do you know in a film where you sit with it and then yeah. music would come on, it's yeah, like, yeah. that's his thing. I think I need, I need to make a little bit more money and go in and, and yeah. just make do, the plunge. You know, I, um, I had the same guitar from when I was early 20s, and it was like, I don't know, I guess these days it probably cost 100 quid. You know, it was pretty cheap thing. Yeah. Um, and then when uh, I was in my 30s, uh, 30s I, I came, we had a little bit of money, spare money. And so my wife said, oh, you know, you should get that guitar. Slight exaggeration, the truth. <laughs> I'm glad you've got that guitar. It's probably more like yeah. And so I spent the money on this guitar and I bought a sort of 900 quid guitar. Nice. God, the difference just, yeah. and you just think, oh my life, this is just, and it was, and I've, I love that guitar I've got now. I think uh, it's good advice, though. Um, put the money in. Uh, <laughs> if you get some of the 30 quid, 40 quid, go and learn this. Yeah. The feel of it isn't nice a lot of the time. Mm. But if you can give a two, three hundred pound and it just feels perfect, yeah. the likelihood of carrying on with that as an endeavour yeah. is going to be more long lasting. It's it's just different than it. You know, it's, yeah. you know, if you buy a car and it doesn't work. You're not going to like driving, are you? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, and, and so it made a big difference to me, you know, I just, uh, it opened up my music in a way that mm. I felt much better about it. And I started writing more involved stuff and uh, more melodic, oh, cool, I guess. Cool. And, and that's uh, developed. And then, you know, up till now, and it'd be interesting to see what happens with the album. You know, I just, uh, who knows, it, it will have a fun time, but it, but it, I think it stands, you know, up there. What What's your ways of you going to promote it and how are you going to go about showing off the album so we, we were, were looking to uh tour a lot next year so as well as the band doing the tour um at the beginning and the end of the year i'm going to do lots of stuff on my own and with some members of the band wow um and um you know we'll do lots of promotion and we're we, we talk with with the the show so that the 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 albums all the songs from the show and a few others uh, but with the the show, we talked to lots of groups, so in in different parts, in different cities, in in in, in the country. Mm-hmm. So and they're really supportive, and we try to help them, and they help us. So, you know that they share it out amongst the people they're connected to. Um, so whether that be like a men's mental health group, or whether that be BBC introducing, or whether that be a, a podcaster or a, a local journalist that's got interest in it. And I think it might work because as well as the mental health angle, there's the comedy angle and there's the music angle. Yes. And so if all those things come together, there might be seven people in the audience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or eight. Yeah. <laughs> Eight's a perfect yeah. number. The magic number. Yeah. Do you get a minibus? Are you going to travel in a big van together? Are you getting out? No, around? we're trying to be as light as we can. So with the band, we obviously have to have one bus with, the, with us in and such like. We're trying to chat with... Uh, different people like network rail at the moment and it's trying to think about how what impact you have on it and mm. and so i mean ideally we you know you travel as many of us as possible by rail as much as you can yeah but 
God, that's expensive. Isn't it? Of course. It's just... Why don't we make the railways free? That would yeah. fix so much stuff, <laughs> wouldn't it? Do you know, just be people could freely explore. Brilliant, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, and and get out their cars and and maybe even talk to people on the train. Yeah. Imagine if that happened. No one, um, yeah, be so closed off from others. They'd be around them more often. Yeah. So you know, we're trying to do stuff like that, and and also one of the things I really want to do is I want to concentrate on the area. So we're looking at the the Midlands and trying to, as well as playing a lot around the country. I want to play a lot more in the Midlands and build up a, mm. sort of support within that. I think that's important. And and again, the, one of the great things about being in Derby, you almost seem like you're two hours from everywhere, aren't you? And it's yeah. just crazy. I, I, I do feel in a lucky position because mm. people, you know, Ripley, where we're at now, I've heard of it spoke in such a negative light in so many elements of my life. And then you go, well... Belper's here, Matlock's there, Nottingham's there, Derby's there, and you just yeah. keep going round and round. And we've got so much beauty. And then when we reflect in, I'm really proud of my li- little township now. I think it's a yeah. beautiful little area. I think we're building up, and people are coming together and being supportive towards it. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's it's really awesome. Just going looping back round then to the mental health yeah. side of it. So you had the Edinburgh fringe yeah. where it all sort of come crumbling down yeah. and you had it presented you, you've got to work on this now yeah. you mentioned a few times in the podcast uh therapy yeah really helpful has it been a big part of your life yeah i would say yeah uh, i think i've seen um maybe three therapists right um, is that because the other two didn't quite speak n- your language no no well one of them one of them wasn't great but it's not like there's a, no it, you're not fixed, are you? Do you know what I mean? You, you, it's, you just need to be careful and there's times when you need it, I guess. Mm. And so early on, I, I, I spoke to someone. And, and But I was quite... Um, I was quite distant from them, you know, because I, I'd never been before. And, you know, blokes and all that stuff about not going to see him and it's all a bit weak and all that sort of thing. And so I was a, sort of that mind frame that you go in there and they'd sort of get the Lego out and say, express yourself by building a tree or something. And, and they'd be lying down on a couch and say, tell about your mum or something. And, uh, uh, which they didn't do any of that, you know. It's good to take away their misconceptions. Yeah. Because I'm sure a lot of people have that in their minds. And Oh, they do. Yeah. But to be honest, I have been to a council that had a load of Lego in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, she said, uh, do you want to express yourself through Lego? I was like, no, use my mouth. That's all right. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. But it's funny being funny. Some people who can't, do that it's probably a good thing for them to be able to do that isn't it you know yeah it's whatever, an whatever it works I so don't know, i've never heard of that approach actually you? when you've just said oh, it my. i thought oh, that's um look it up not me that's yeah, definitely no, not, not me but express you, yourself through lego yeah well i guess i guess i guess if you're it's not just lego but it's other things isn't it like drawing i, I can ju- i can get the drawing yeah but people oh, have an affinity to I suppose with Lego, it's a it's hands on, isn't it? And it's yeah. childlike things. So I, I was that was what I was picturing in my mind the childlike yeah. element of it. So playfulness. It's quite an easy way to do it. It's just not for not for me. And I could do, I really vibe with the drawing yeah. element of it. How am I feeling? And just big scribbles yeah. or whatever. But I've just honestly never heard of it with Lego. So okay, it's but real. It's I, 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 the, the same. What works works. Yeah, well, it wouldn't work for me. But no. no. So the, I think the first time I went, I was very offhandish about that but the guy was great you know and he helped uh he sort of started me off on it really you know i think that's the other thing we've got to think about people for me 
I should have thought about therapy. It isn't going for six sessions and by the end of it, I'd be back to where I was or back better than you, me, Mark too. It's just the start, isn't it? Everything's like that, you know? Mm. And you shouldn't put your pressure on yourself or on the therapist to think, all right, fix me. Yeah, you yeah. And, um, that, but, and that's a, a bad mindset really, isn't it? They need to fix me. Yeah. It's all on you. I suppose you get to this point where you're desperate. You just don't have the answers and solutions, mm. but you have to want it for yourself. So it's not really their job, duty, responsibility to do all their fixing. Yeah. They're just given the tools to fix yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But it, yeah, it's exactly right. And, and so it's an ongoing thing. And I think as soon as you sit back and relax into it, for yeah. me, as soon as I sort of just accepted the situation um, and that was just the start, it wasn't the end, be all and end of anything, uh, things slowly got better, you know. And, and the last time I went to see someone, um, it was great because I was, I was, I wasn't in a great place, but I was more open to the conversation. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, and it's hard, isn't it? And do you know? I have to say one thing that really bugs the life out of me when people keep saying that we talk more and more about mental health and blokes talk about. There's still so many people who don't talk about it. Mm. Uh, and so before we did the self congratulatory stuff about being open and stuff, there's lots of work to do. Isn't yeah. It? You know. Um, and I guess I know we said before that I don't give advice to anyone, but the the one, I suppose thinking about the one thing I do say is that talking to people sometimes, it's is, a great start, is a good isn't thing, it? Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, are there any things you implement in your days um, to keep on top and maintain your sort of mental clarity? Yeah, sometimes I just give up. Yeah, yeah. yeah so That's a good way of being. It is, yeah. you know. Sometimes I get to one o'clock, or sometimes it's five o'clock, and I just think I can't deal with any more of this, so I don't. <laughs> so, that's awesome I remember um, speaking to a therapist one time and I couldn't get to the session mm. I just said I, I'm I'm out I was on the phone angry I just can't effing leave the bed I can't get out of here I'm not doing it I don't want to do it he said well don't then mm. don't so I lay there I let my body just do its thing I was in bed all clothes everywhere yeah. everything over me and then suddenly as I let myself release, I probably with an hour, two hours max, and my body just said, should we get up? Mm. And then I, I'd not put all the pressure on myself. Get up. Do I Do I get up? Do I just stay in bed? Do I get up? To, just let myself lay, mm. called off work, and then suddenly I went and got a shower. And then I just listened to my body a bit more, and it was going, I don't want to be in this shower any longer. It's mm. getting a bit just tepid should we go downstairs and just eat? And I was just listening to that then. Yeah. And just from that therapist saying, well, don't just do, do what your body's telling you now. Yeah. And I just lay it. If you can start tuning in, it made me feel really good to just go, oh, I'll do this thing next then. And it, it, that was little stepping stones yeah. for me and really good advice from them. Well, I think a lot of the anxiety that I've had in the past is just expectation. I need to do this next. Yeah. And that's exactly what you said, you know, Having that thought about, do I actually need to do this? Yeah, next? what actually happens now? Yeah. Like, what what actually happened? Oh, I just lay in bed and then yeah. listen to myself, and that told me what was next needed. Yeah. Mm. And so I, th I think that that to me is the. Do you journal at all? What do you mean, like diary? Yeah, 
anything or well, gratitude lists or anything like that. No, I, I guess the songs are right. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Jam in some sense. That sounds a bit naff, doesn't it? The songs no, are right. Or no, no, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear it about me? Listen to the melody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be fair, I think poetry is the way of really owning your, that story, though, mm. because I've journaled. Um, and it's felt nice, and I've done like free writing where you just let everything spill out onto the page. But to take all the jargon and everything you've just put down mm. and then say it in a sentence or say it in a single line and, and choose a clever message or metaphor or image, mm. that's owned that then, that yeah. everything you've just put down. So that's why I love poetry, because it's owning your story again. I think I, I like more than anything it's just conversation. I mean, yeah. I, I genuinely feel better after the conversation all the time. It's true. And it drives some my wife and friends nuts. Cause yeah. if, if I have an argument with someone, I immediately afterwards feel better and forget anything about it. And they linger on it for days. It's really, really yeah. And, and it's, uh, and I get that. So it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, <laughs> I think for me, it's just vocalizing what's in my head is, yeah. is a great thing. Yeah. To you, would it help to, pick your battles or find the people to speak to i suppose if you've got a therapist that's really helpful because they're neutral whereas when it's got an emotional attached to it or connection can be quite hard then for for the days after i I do i'm the exact same with my partner but now we've just decided to put boundaries in place and it's that i need to open up have conversations and converse with you about things but if I'm overstepping a mark because it's just too constant for you and it's encroaching into your life, let me know yeah. and tell me where we're at. And it's, it's, we've got a really good relationship now. Yeah. My wife has the same thing. She says, shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's really our safe word. <laughs> yeah, shut up. That's a perfect boundary. Yeah. And, but, and do you, you know when to shut up then? You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> most of the time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's ace. I mean, yeah. it just, it's taken us a while to get to that point. You know, for, for somebody hearing this now and feel out of control in their lives and you don't try and give advice, but is that probably your best piece then is have conversation, just find somebody that you trust, that you love and have that conversation? Yeah, I think so. But I, I also think the th- thing I've found out is that some people don't like it you know i mean lots of people a while ago used to say oh the thing to do is to talk isn't it it's mm. like that bt advert years ago it's yeah. good to talk well some people it ain't you know some people just don't and so i think there's a lot who having a conversation is is a great thing mm. um but you just have to be careful how that's phrased sometimes and yeah. and you know, some people, it's, it's just different horse for course. Some people react to an opening gambit of a conversation and some people probably want to start it themselves. Yes, yeah. But, but I um, I have to say when I talk to my mates, you know, I'll get the pub and I talk and we talk about anything. It's ace. You know, yeah. It's- I, I, I love your approach to life and I've got a similar nuanced perspective and everybody's different and everything's situational and context Mm. because I've got friends again that I love. I did another podcast with a mate, um, Words and Wisdom. Lovely fella. He's a personal trainer. Mm. And sometimes he speaks in absolutes. And it's if they do this and they do this, then this is the outcome. And I do think at times that can become really 
overbearing yeah. and not necessary to hear. Um, and there's been times in my life where I've listened to podcasts and motivational speakers and they're just shouting, do this, man, do what's yeah. something with your life. And I, I, I really not what I needed to hear at the moment because I just felt so inferior and I wasn't doing life in the right way, but I couldn't do what they were suggesting. Yeah. So I suppose a, a lovely piece of advice of what you're saying is find your approach, mm. try things out at least and know what works. So if you had a conversation and it made you feel go with your gut, that wasn't quite it. Mm. There's other avenues and ways of dealing with your situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you're just trying to support people to find their own space. You said it before, yeah. didn't you? you know, people have to find their own brick wall or their own, uh, you know, destination and stuff. Yes. And so the the idea I've always tried to have is is just to talk to people and let them find their own place. Unless it's your kids, then you should tell them exactly. What yeah, yeah. yeah. Come different... here, you. <laughs> I'm sorting it out now. <laughs> if any of my kids listen to this, I'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's true. It's yeah. different with kids, doesn't it? And yeah, especially it your different. own. It is different. It is so different. If you're listening, it's different. <laughs> it's true though. Um, you they're born, and then I. I've had this new idea where I was trying to let Ella just be explorative and do her thing, but as soon as she goes near the oven, that that's a direct no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not letting you burn your hand. I know you need to know things are hot, yeah. but the lesson doesn't come from scolding yourself. Yeah. The lesson comes from your elders have been there and we've got a bit of wisdom, a bit of knowledge on the way, and yeah. you learn from that and then your own stuff as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a fine line, isn't it? It is. A friend of mine recently had a uh, had his first child. Nice. And uh, me and another friend were trying to tell him that his life would change as soon as it's born. And he was like, no, no, no. And you can't tell him, can you, until you cross that line. Yeah. And then it's changed. And it's funny, mine, mine wasn't immediate, the change. All right. It's just come in time. Because, um, again, I had the, the, the birth element and it was an interesting <laughs> encounter. I didn't feel that how people were telling me how I was going to feel. I didn't feel all them immediate things. Right. It was all a bit of a glaze over for me. I did have a, a cry, though, the second mm. it happened, because I sort of seeing your partner go through so many emotions, so much pain, so much mm. whatever it was. That was hard to witness. Yeah. But... The holding was nice, but it, it wasn't this esoteric, yeah. emotional tirade of feeling. Yeah. But as it's gone on and I've seen her develop, I didn't know you could love like I love. Yeah, yeah. And But also, the polar of that, fear the way I fear. Yeah. Anything happened to her now, and I, I've got this complete new uh, look, approach, and feeling towards life, so... It's, it's scary. Yeah. It's a bit of sweetness of it all. And, um, but you yeah. can't explain that feeling to somebody no. else, can you? It's like yeah. a, somebody that's not tried honey before. Yeah. Try doing that. It's a sticky, gooey, sweet taste. Yeah. Well, how many things are that? Yeah. <laughs> that's all I can say. So, yeah, it, yeah it's try it. Oh, that's honey. Yeah. Mate, it's a, really uh, enjoyed this, but I know you... So you're supposed to be somewhere for 11? Yeah, what time uh -oh. is it? Uh-oh, so I'm really sorry, dude. <laughs> right. We got lost in the it's moment. It's fine, it's been good. Have I got it? you in some troubles? Probably. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> at least it's somebody else for once in my life, you know. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this. It's you're a lovely good. human. No, it's been good. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you. We'll, we'll collaborate more. We've yeah. got this mental health festival. I'd, I love you involved in it 
in whichever way we go. It's yeah. the I think for this year we'll look at some funding. Yeah. But I'm keeping a laxed approach, and I just know I've got lots of lovely people that are willing to be involved. Well, we can help, definitely. Mate, we go, yeah. we're ticketing it, so I'm just going to split the money between whoever's come in yeah. and, and try and divvy it out in whatever way. But it, the money is, like, honestly down, and it shouldn't always be. There needs to be that monetary element towards business. You have to live, don't you? You yeah. do. You've got, I've got kids. We've got yeah. stuff to do. But for this one event... Everything else in my life at the minute, I've gone, right, money's here, important, dosh. But for this one, I've just gone, I, I just want it to happen. I really feel after a self-development workshop that I went on recently and has completely altered my thinking, I really want to create a space that can help and, and do yeah. something of good. So we'll, we'll collaborate and work Sounds on nice. it. Yeah, um, people want to see more of you, your music, everything yeah. you're about, furthest from the sea. Where where do they go? <laughs> so the short version is furthest from the sea. The next big event we're doing is on Cathedral Green on the twenty fifth of June. We've got a festival going on there all day. You know, by the museum of making. Oh, me and me and so that, family will come down. Yeah, definitely. Be, it that. should be a great day. And uh, we are what we become takes off next year. But this year in August, I'm in Edinburgh for the whole month of August at a place called uh, oh Symposium Hall. Um, I think it's at two o'clock or one o'clock every day. Wow! So you can come and see me twenty-four times. I'll, I'll <laughs> try and get down. That'd be cool. When yeah. is it again? Uh, from the third of August to from the twenty-seventh. Because me and Chrissy, we we try and get away in like a camper van every yeah. year, and accidentally we did Edinburgh when the fringe was on. Genuinely, oh. accidentally. So that's yeah. a beautiful moment for us. But I'd love to come. Yeah, down. you should definitely come. That'd be, be wicked. We'll have, a, we'll have a good time. Wicked. Cool. Okay. Guys, you've been a part of the Old Farm Bus, Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. You've been with Matt. I'm going to leave you on this. I always do. I always will. Just be nice to one another, you beautiful set of buggers. Have a good day. Cheers for being here, man. No worries.